Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, another edition, and one week in the books at Emerald Downs for 2020. Joe Withy, Vince Brune on Horse Racing Northwest. Thanks for joining us. Spread the word. Uh, if we pick winners at a decent rate, it's kind of like we did last week. We might get a few more listeners, Vince. Yeah, we both, uh, I think we both had one opening day, yep. and then uh, you had a scratch on Thursday, I believe, was it? I did, yes. Yes, and my horse, unfortunately, there got bet down and uh, chased a horse called Doss Bear and then got tired late. So no no good on Thursday. We'll go over all that. We'll make some picks. Uh, Frank Lucarelli is going to join us. You're going to introduce Frank. And uh, boy, uh, he's been, uh, him and Tim McKenna have pretty much all the stats here at Emerald Downs. Yeah, Frank, in the last couple of years, has overhauled Tim in just about every department. We spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago about Blaine Wright being the dominant trainer in the stakes uh, category, but Frank certainly in overall wins is just coming off a record-breaking season where all the records fell with Frank. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we'll do that introduction when we go to Frank Lucarelli, who had a productive opening week, week number two at Emerald Downs, first race on Wednesday, July 1st, 2.15 p.m., and first race on Thursday, July 2nd at 5 p.m. That's our schedule. Ten races on Wednesday, nine on Thursday. This week at Emerald Downs. And the pick five has been a very popular wager so far. And it might even be more popular this Wednesday, Vince. Yes, sir. We've got $31,361 into that uh, pick five on Wednesday. Begins at... Uh Race six, I think at about 4.55 p.m. Pacific time. And an interesting sequence of races there we'll be talking about. So a lot of attention on our pick five on Wednesday, which should be a lot of fun. That's a 50 center. Yeah, $31,000 carryover. And the handles in the pick five on during opening week, Wednesday and Thursday, both were over $50,000. Just tremendous interest in the pick five. So 
placement. Uh, Phil Ziegler, Jack Hodge, uh, Bob Fraser, Joe Henry deciding uh, when we're going to run, what dates. Uh, we did have some nice handles last week. Off to a great start. Beautiful weather. It was a little different running without fans out there, and there was a few owners sprinkled out on the apron. It sure was. You know, a couple of those pictures we saw in the Seattle Times on Thursday were kind of interesting, showing the horses coming down the lane with nobody there. And then, uh, Joe, you had a lot of TV people out, kind of catching what the day was all about. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's really... Uh I don't enjoy not having fans here, but it was the next best thing. And the handles showed that people were participating, which is great. Yeah. And uh, speaking of handle, we've got a little extra boost coming this week because the fifth floor is open at Emerald Downs. Free admission, free parking. Uh, You do need to wear your mask. But the fifth floor is open Wednesday through Sunday for full card simulcasting and dining. It is, yeah. Um, but again, that's not a live racing experience. That's for simulcasting. So you can come on out and play your favorite tracks from around the country. And it won't be long now, Joe, and we'll be talking about Saratoga and Del Mar. That's always one of the best times of the year, you know, and our, usually our stakes program gets into high gear and all that. So one of my favorite times of year uh, coming up. Yeah. So uh, again, free parking, free admission. There is actually a betting window right at the foot of the escalator before you even come in to the building Um, you can make your wagers there and go if you'd like Uh, and if you do go up to the fifth floor you can't go outside that is restricted to owners who have horses in their races that's right yeah and they check in out out front about 45 minutes before race time and uh, you can come on in and cheer on your horse so uh, that uh, seemed to work uh, fairly efficiently opening week, and uh, why not? I mean, the owners have been paying a lot of bills here since February, and uh, kind of fun and rewarding to see them come out and, uh, and uh, run for some money. Yeah, and uh, by the way, owners who are coming in to watch their race live come in through the main entrance, and that window, that betting window at the foot of the escalator is the only window that'll be open basically outside. Other than that, you need to go up to the fifth floor to wager. Yeah, so if you don't prefer not to uh, actually come in the facility and just want to stay outside, you can do that and be able to make wagers. So uh, what are we calling it? Curbside wagering, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so that window is open for owners and looking forward to seeing a few more out just to watch their horse run. They, they are required to leave after their race is over. So week number two at Emerald Downs coming up Wednesday and Thursday. We mentioned that uh, pick five carryover, which Vince said correctly. It starts in race number six on Wednesday. The pick four handled fantastically well. As Also, we had three pick fours each day, Wednesday and Thursday, and we're going to have three pick fours each day this week. Uh, the pick four on Thursday averaged 55000 for the three wagers, and just to compare that mile day last year, which of course is our biggest wagering day of the year, uh, that was 59,000 average on the three pick fours. So doing really well in the pick fours. Uh, Wednesday, they start in the first, fifth, and seventh races, the pick fours. Right, and the, of course, we've got the industry low 15% superfecta going. Yeah. Some big, big payoffs on that last week. That's to be expected when you get tough competitive fields as we had. You know, 11 of our 20 winners last week, Joe, reached double digits. And if you get, you know, a $10, at least a $10 horse on top, that super is usually going to pay pretty good. Yeah, and we did have on Thursday, we had three winners of over 10 to 1 odds. So the average pick for average last Thursday was over $4,100. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And the average on Wednesday was $442, which isn't bad for a 50-cent wager. So some great action opening week at Emerald Downs. Week number two is coming up. Uh, Hey, uh, Hall of Fame jockey Juan Gutierrez had a pretty good opening day last week, Vince. Yes, sir, he did, Joe. He uh, rode four winners on the 10-race card, and Juan Gutierrez now just nine wins away from a big milestone, 2,000 career victories. You know, not many jockeys reach that, and then he's 42 away from uh, Galen Mitchell's track record of 1,419 wins. And he's only about $230,000 away from becoming the all-time money-leading jockey. So Juan, doing great work opening week. Four wins a week. Now, he didn't win on day two, but uh, if he averaged his four wins a week, he's going to get right there to Galen Mitchell's uh, Emerald Downs record total. And again, that milestone of 2,000 upcoming for Juan. He's he's won the course the two long acres miles. That certainly helped get him in the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame. He's had fifth. He had 15 straight top five finishes for consistency. How about that? One title. And, you know, he's not too far money-wise behind Mitchell's all-time track record total. Just about $236,000 away from that. So that could happen in a few weeks here, you know, if he keeps riding at the current pace. As great as Juan did, though, Serapio Figueroa, kind of a newcomer, was our Jockey of the Week. Three wins for Serapio. Um, you know, that's great when you're—he did ride here briefly in 2015, but if you kind of haven't been at a track or never ridden there, boy, nothing like getting a few wins right off the bat to open up a few eyes. It sure makes business a lot easier going forward. Yeah, okay, Serapio, our Jockey of the Week for the first week. You've got a couple other honors to uh, note. We do. Trainer Bonnie Jenny. How about this? So yeah. win each day, two for two, including uh, McCall Lane. So Bonnie's our uh, trainer of the week. McCall Lane, the Washington Bread of the Week by Attaboy Roy out of Dark Diva. Really talented horse, Joe. Got an 80 buyer routing last year and got a 79 for his sprint. I think 110.15 for six furlongs last Wednesday. That was a powerful win. Yeah. I mean, he came away from a pretty good field there. Yeah, he got a great trip, but... His tactical speed got him in the position to get a great trip. He was behind the two pace setters, this great nation, and wine at nine, and went on to win by five. He dominated. Yeah, he looks like an up-and-comer this year for sure. Uh, A couple other awards. Art McFadden, our owner of the week, won the first two-year-old race of the meet with Chris the Beaver. Of course, uh, Art from the Beaver State of Oregon. And then our groom of the week, uh, Victor Polito, uh, who long time with uh, Bonnie Jenny, the first groom of the week. Very good. Okay. Um, yeah. Horse of the uh, Washington Bread of the Week, McCall Lane, as you mentioned. And Art McFadden, I always smile when I hear his name. He's a class guy, been a, just a huge part of Northwest Racing. Of course, Mr. Portland Meadows for so many decades, did so many different things there supporting Oregon Racing. And he's been a big supporter of Emerald Downs as well. He won the Gottstein with Corvallis D back in uh, the early 2000s. That was a really good son of Sloodle Doo. You bet. And he has a lot of horses with George Rosales. And I think uh, Timber Jenny's another two-year-old uh, this week that's going to be one of the favorites uh, in another two-year-old race for Art and uh, uh, Rosales. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Art McFadden class act and uh, seems to still be going strong. So good for him. Yeah, Corvallis D, of course. D. Andros was... Uh, the Oregon State Beaver football coach there in the 60s into the early 70s. Uh, and Art has those uh, Oregon State Beaver colors as his silks. And 
He had a nice first out winner by Abraj, who uh, was our leading sire in opening week. Three wins for Abraj, yeah. And I think we mentioned there was three with two, Attaboy, Roy, Harbor the Gold, and Coast Guard, I believe. Mm-hmm. And on the sire note, uh, Corvallis D, that son of Sloodledoo. Sloodledoo is the track's all-time leading sire of wins at Emerald Downs, 412. But uh, who would be the most likely horse creeping up on him to claim that number one spot? Harbor the Gold. And get this, when it comes to stakes wins, Harbor the Gold was 64. Next closest, Sloodledoo with 27. So Harbor the Gold, uh, terrific run. Now 19 years old, uh, son of Seeking the Gold. Yeah, Harbor the Gold, 401 wins, Sloodledoo 412. So just 11 behind for the all-time track lead. Sloodledoo has led that since, the oh, it's been about 17, 18 years since he's been number one at Emerald Downs. A great run for that son of Seattle Slough. Harbor the Gold talked to Pam Christofferson, who him, who her and her husband Neil stand Harbor the Gold down there in Hermiston, Oregon. And he's going to get a little teeth work in the offseason. He's doing great. Uh, and, boy, what an influence in Northwest racing. As you mentioned, that stakes win total is just, uh, he's just blown every other sire away in that regard. So we're going to talk about some of the two-year-old, two two-year-old races actually on Wednesday. And, again, a pick five carryover for Wednesday, starting in race number six. 15% superfectas, those paid extremely well on average due to some nice field size and, and uh, yeah, some lively wagering there. So, Emerald Downs Racing, week number two, Wednesday, 2.15. Um, Ritz Hamamura had her 100th birthday, and many of us know Ritz personally, the mother of Dwayne Hamamura, who, who just... Uh, Wow, Dwayne did so much fantastic work as a photographer and a horse owner here in Washington. Dwayne was a very generous man mm-hmm. and loved the industry and was familiar presence with his cameras around him. You talk about a guy who was content at the racetrack, and Dwayne had a quiet way about him, but he knew everybody, and everybody liked and respected him. And Ritz, his mother's always been a wonderful, delightful woman, and that is an amazing achievement, 100 years old. 100 years old this past week for Ritz Hamamura. And happy birthday to her. Dwayne, of course, passed away in 2011. Just did so much. He was a fantastic photographer and actually chronicled uh, statistically. Uh, he was detailed and loved it. Loved thoroughbred and, racing. And owned a lot of horses with Joe yep. Toy, yep. Uh, the trainer. Okay. We're going to take a short time out. We're going to come back with trainer Frank Lucarelli. You're listening to Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. A few 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit a national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues as we preview another week at Emerald Downs. The second week off to a really nice start and time for our weekly guest, Vince. Yeah, this next gentleman, very synonymous with Emerald Downs, our track's all-time leading trainer with 1,028 wins, recorded his sixth title here last year with 81 wins, which just shattered the previous record. He did it in only 67 racing days. He had that day in September where he swept the first five races yeah. on the card. Yeah. Off to a great start here, Joe. 11 starts last week, three wins, three seconds, two thirds. So Frank Lucarelli up to the same old tricks at Emerald Downs. Indeed. Uh, what a season in 2019. And again, six titles. And he's way out front in money earned as a trainer as well, which, of course, fairly significant uh, total for a trainer, especially when you're doing a move, which... Frank is doing this week. Frank, thanks for joining us. Yeah. You bet. Hey, uh, yeah. you're moving today. It's moving day. You're not le- you're not leaving us, are you? No, I'm. Uh, oh, I'm I don't know what I'm doing. We're moving four tenths of a mile, <laughs> so it's it's not it's not a long way, but it's a big move. We've been packing and doing this for six weeks now, but it's it's coming to an end, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So you have the same zip code in Enumclaw then? Same zip, yeah. Okay. Just across the road here a little bit. So, yeah, I don't want to leave Enumclaw. I like it up there. So, pretty good spot. You have been there a while, despite racing all up and down the West Coast and just so many career highlights. Uh, And last year was pretty special, Frank. Uh, Boy, uh, you you had a lot of horses in your barn, uh, a lot of new horses via claim. Of course, you always... We'll lose a few, but uh, you have to look back pretty fondly on 2020, don't you? Or 2019. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2019. It was a good year. I mean, we, you know, we claimed a lot of horses. We dropped a lot of horses, and, uh, and uh, you know, I had several owners. Uh, Chad Christensen, obviously, one that was uh, spending some money and buying horses and wasn't afraid to drop them and try and win some races. And uh, so... You know, when a trainer can be aggressive and kind of keep turning horses over, you you, sh- you should be somewhat successful, and we had a good year, so I'm very, very pleased with that. Oh, you had a fantastic year, and of course, Chad set the uh, single-season record for an owner with 32 wins right there along with your success, and uh, you guys had a pretty good opening week as well, didn't you? We did. We did. We took a couple right off, and they claimed uh, they claimed the first two we ran, hmm. and they both won. Uh, I believe it was Doss Bear and Flat Out Fine. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, so we got into the claiming deal, and which we would have been going anyway. He was right here, get more horses, and uh, and yeah, we turned over a lot, and we we had a good year. You know, there's there's a lot of years when even when you try to get aggressive and you drop horses and you try to get wins, you don't get the racing luck, you maybe draw a post that isn't great, yeah, things happen, and, and things clicked really well for us, and, uh, you know, I would say mo- most things, uh, 
went our way and, uh, you know, hard to repeat those things. So you just go into each year like now it's like, well, you can do that. I'm like, man, you can't count on that. You just go do your job Mm. and hope, hope it works. But, uh, you know, we're hopeful to have a, another good season and, uh, you know, excited to be back at Emerald. It's home and, uh, you know, I love it up here and I love Emerald Downs and, uh, this is where I really want to be. But, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm always excited for this time of the year. Yeah, Frank, you and Blaine Wright both operate pretty big stables in uh, Golden Gate in Northern California. So uh, after you won 81 races last year, you go down there, and it's it's a little bit different, though. You train on the and race on synthetic down there, which kind yeah. of can be a different kind of horse sometimes. And when do you start gearing up again for the Emerald season when you're down there? You know, we, uh, we sort of, right at the end of Emerald, we sort of, you know, manage some horses as a, a break and then just come back to Emerald and then we'll take a lot of horses south and uh, a lot of times I'll run especially young horses I'll go down there say in October and run uh, maybe October November try and get like three starts and then kick them horses out for 45 or 60 days to freshen up so they come into Emerald fresh and ready for the summer so it's kind of a year-round thing you're always juggling a little bit but mainly I'd say by uh by February, I'm juggling horses around, and I've got a lot of horses, and you may notice that I get a lot of horses who give a break, and I get one race in them, uh, maybe two in March, and then, boom, we come to Emerald with a horse that I feel has a little advantage uh, coming in. Now, this year, uh, a lot of these horses don't have as good of advantage because with the coronavirus and the delay, um, there shouldn't be anybody not fit and ready to run with the extra mm. eight weeks or so that they've had to go. I mean, yeah. guys are, you know, backing off some works and things because uh, you kind of get set on a time frame, and myself included. I've got some horses up here just waited for this meet. You know, Patty Secret will be running allowances and stakes, and her works are spread every 12, 14 days lately because she, she's been ready for six weeks, five weeks. So, um, you know, it would be a horrible thing for me to say to an owner now, well, she needed one or she wasn't ready yeah. because that wouldn't be doing my job very well. <laughs> but, but so we do, we gear up there and I get a race. Uh, you'll see a lot of my horses will one start at golden gate off a layoff and coming up here with, uh, with the hopes of a little bit of a fitness edge. And, uh, so we're, it's kind of a year round, you know, for me, I love being at Emerald. I want to, I want to set my best part of the year up for Emerald. So I'm always, angling to have my horses at their best coming into april fantastic and uh it was a little odd there on an opening day at emerald downs and you know we've done a pretty good job here i think you'll vouch for us uh opening day has still been pretty much a gala day here despite every track being open 52 weeks a year now for simulcasting but uh, last week uh, you didn't bump into a lot of people when you were walking along the apron there did you no, it's uh, it's totally different. It's you know we got a little taste uh, like Blaine and I down south mm. and a few other guys. We got a little taste of that uh, you know through March and things down there, and uh, it, it's different. You know, I I feel like any sporting event, it's a lot funner with people in the crowds and people running around. And me, I like hanging down below and just BSing with guys and stuff, and uh, you know hanging around the paddock, and and it's a it's a a job that i like and it's a social event that i enjoy and uh you know so yeah it's 
it's kind of different. It's almost like, well, business and get out of here and, and, uh, which is fine. And I'm thankful we're running. It's the most important thing is to run and give our owners and everybody a chance to at least help pay for these bills and these horses. But, um, yeah, it's totally different. It, it doesn't have the, you know, the excitement, like tomorrow there's a race day. And if there was going to be three or 4,000 people out there and I could go mingle around a little bit, I'd be a little more excited about it, but still excited to get out there and run the horses. So that's a good thing. Yeah, we're all happy for that. Frank Lucarelli, all-time leading trainer at Emerald Downs. Vince, let's ask him about a couple of horses he has in this week. Uh, uh, you did mention Patty's Secret training well. Um, I'm digressing here. Killarney Lass was uh, pretty spectacular a couple times here last year, Frank. I see she won from off the pace for you uh, recently. Yeah, at Turf Paradise in her last start, she... Uh, she did. She laid about fourth and made a really nice run. And, uh, you know, back at Golden Gate last year, she laid third or fourth and won a race there okay. as well. So she's she just she's kind of one of those Philly that gets pretty headstrong and don't like fighting her. Uh, this particular day at, Go- at Phoenix, there was just rocket speed. Okay. She kind of laid third or fourth just because that's where she sort of laid. So uh, she made a run. And, but, yeah, she's a very good Philly. I, I believe... She's probably the best filly in my barn on the best day. Um, I think Patty Secret is a a go-to, consistent, um, gives me very rarely a bad effort. Um, I think Killarney, she's a little in and out, but when she's in, I don't I don't think there's a horse, a mare at Emerald, unless I don't know of them, that can outrun her. She's very talented. That's the way it was last year. Uh, yeah. hey, a couple of two-year-olds in on Wednesday for you. You've got uh, Furster in the third race, uh, Philly by Hainesfield. Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about managing Brianna. Uh, she's a homebred, uh, Darren Paul Breder, and, uh, uh, you know, she's uh, been training along and doing, doing fine. Um, there's not, uh, you know, I don't, I don't push real hard on my two-year-olds and, Sometimes I don't get a real good line on them and, uh, you know, trying to separate them from the 15 to the 25 to allowance um, sometimes is tricky. But, um, you know, we thought this was a level that she could uh, compete at and and uh, hopefully be okay. Very good. And you have another two-year-old in race five, and this filly is by Gallant Son. And Vince, uh, as you well know, Gallant Son was our by far dominant two-year-old of 2008, a crop that included Noosa Beach, Winning Machine, Rooster City, and Peaceful Rain. And I'm sure, Frank, you're proud to see him as a sire now. Yeah, he's. Uh, I've got a few babies by him, and uh, I've got another one in Thursday named Kind of Gallant. And, uh, mm. you know, he's... Uh, He's had a little, he had a nice maiden allowance winner by five or six lengths here a week or so going California. And he's had uh, a couple maiden allowance winners down there, turf winners. And of course, Swagsational, he's a gal son. He won the Derby at Turf Paradise. So he's, oh, yeah. And he, hasn't, he hasn't had a whole lot of uh, mares. And he's up at Swag, uh, Swag's Farm now, standing. He's been moved up from California this year. And uh, it's exciting to, see the horse himself and 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 that and then i go back you know when you say it what he ran up at emerald with all those good horses and they were that was a great crop of it was. horses right here but then i look back at a lot of his races down south and he's run with 
um, with Munnings, Pioneer of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every race he was in, it was like, holy cow, man. Uh, I, I had to be brain dead hooking him into all this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but he was a good horse. He battled with him. He actually beat Acclamation, who was Horse of the Year. He beat him in the Inglewood Grade 3. Wow. And, you know, he, he, he ran some really good races. Very versatile his, uh, you know, his his bloodlines are not the greatest, but he he won stakes at five eighths and stakes at a mile sixteenth and turf dirt on the synthetic on the fairs. He won everywhere he ran him. He just ran, you know, and uh, and very very uh, durable horse ran until he was nine years old. So yeah, it's exciting to have him up here where I can go see him a little more, and it's. Uh, I like having his babies. They seem to have good minds, and I think uh, I think he'll be a very uh, efficient sire. Good, good. And in the vault is uh, Philly in on Wednesday in the fifth race, maiden special weight by Gallant Son out of Be Faithful, and Be Faithful right. is a half sister to Winning Machine and Champagne and Caviar. So some good family there. Right. What, what about in the vault? You know, in the vault is she's. Uh, She's got some talent. I had her actually in a race at Golden Gate a couple weeks ago, and uh, when she left the paddock, she um, dumped the rider and took off around the racetrack and got scratched. So um, that was kind of disappointing. But I thought, you know what, we're just going to bring her up here and and run her up here. And uh, and she's trained nice. She has. uh, She's been a very easy going horse. That kind of surprised me. Like I said that day, coming out of the paddock, but. Um, got okayed out of the gate like the fifth time she went, and she's uh, she's she's a very pretty filly and acts like she's okay. And you know, with two year olds and a maiden allowance, um, everybody's got a great horse, and uh-huh. uh, they wouldn't be there if they didn't think so. So I don't know. I don't think I have a great horse, but I think my filly is going to be an honest, hard running horse, and uh, you know, I think she'll put it out there, but. Uh, We'll see. It's interesting. I love watching those maiden allowance two-year-old Phillies boys, you know, first-timers. It's always fun to see what the new upcoming stars are going to look like. Yep. Frank, you have trained several of the top horses in track history. Two of them just come to mind, Winning Machine and uh, oh, uh, Mach 1 Rules, Horse of the Meat. And they Winning Machine did everything but win the mile. Uh, Mach 1 Rules was Horse of the Meeting. That's kind of the only thing left on your resume here is a Long Acres Mile. Um, do you got any prospects this year in that division? You know, um, the probably the best boy I have right now is Elliot Bay, who's not a bad horse. Um, he's actually in Thursday. So, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that he steps it up a little better as an older horse this year. And, uh, you know, but uh, other than that, I don't really um, – you know, Chad's interested in poking around and seeing if there's anything out there in the market a guy could buy to, to you know, put up a battle in that kind of race. So, you know, we're hopeful to have something. And, you know, possibly Elliott Bay has a little sliver of hope to, you know, come out running really well this year and give us some really big efforts to, to get to that level. But that's about my best pop right now. Okay. Well, Elliott Bay... Uh, in at five and a half furlongs on Thursday in the feature race, and his first out last year was a strong third. He was in the photo there going five and a half, a distance he might thought, not think he's noted for, but he certainly can run two turns. Frank, uh, yeah. you are set for a good season, already off to a three-win start and plenty of action this week, and uh, 
yeah, we love to see you in training in the morning and racing at Emerald Downs. Uh, what a great career, and uh, good luck this year, man. Thanks. We need it, and, uh, you know, every every day you just go out there and hope to do something good, and, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun year last year. Hopefully I can get halfway close to repeating that, but I, I thank you. Thank you, thank and you, uh, Pam's probably probably wants you to get back and help that move right now. So we gave you a little break. Actually, I was hoping this podcast was a couple hours. So I was thinking it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Thanks. yep, nope, ready to get after it. Thanks much, Frank. Frank Lucarelli joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, he is. He's pretty much a cinch for the Washington Thoroughbred Hall of Fame one of these years, Vince. Oh, no question about it. And uh, one of the one of the great careers in the state history, yeah. not just Emerald Downs. Yeah. You know, those 1,028 wins, you know, that's that would be like a win every day for three straight years on a, on a calendar. So Frank has really uh, put together a pretty interesting barn again for 2020. Okay, we'll take a short time out and uh, more to talk about a little handicapping segment and previewing this week at Emerald Downs on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, Frank Lucarelli with a couple of two-year-olds in on Wednesday, races three and five. And just some great action coming up. Again, that pick five carryover. On Wednesday, 31,361. The pick five's been very popular the first two days, and it'll be even more this Wednesday with the carryover. And the pick five will start in race number six on Wednesday. Okay, last week's trivia question. You know, we did get a, a couple of emails, but nobody had the right answer. It was sort of a trick question, Vince. Uh, what, let's see, what was the question? It was, uh, what, who, uh, da, 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 the opening night winner in 2007, 8, and 9. What was unique about the opening night winner at Emerald Downs, opening night, 2007, 8, and 9? And it was? I knew this. I actually told you beforehand. They, they, bah, bah, the bah, winner bah, went bah. on to win the Long Acres Mile that year. Exactly. The Great Face tied the North American dirt record at five and a half furlongs in the feature in 2007. Wasserman, from off the pace, of course, in 2008, won the opening night feature and assessment in 09. All three of those horses went on to win the mile that year. So the opening night feature race produced a mile-winning horse in 07, 08, and 09. This week's question, um, among Emerald Downs, stakes-winning fillies or mares, horses, fillies or mares that have won a stake at Emerald Downs, which one has gone on to produce the highest earner? as a broodmare. So there's a lot to choose from, of course, going back to 96, but one mare is at the top of that list with her son or daughter. Emerald Down Stakes winning mare, which one has the highest earner career-wise as a uh, broodmare? Okay, and uh, let's talk about last week's picks a little bit. Yeah, I had McCall Lane on Wednesday. You had So Figure It Out, a 9-2 to two winner. We both did well with our picks on Wednesday, both winners. 
So we're right up there around uh, in the plus on the uh, ROI for our picks on Horse Racing Northwest. Thursday, my selection got scratched, and your Thursday pick was Mitch and John E., who got real popular at the windows late, Vince. Did. I was a little surprised by that. 92 on the line is Das Bear got a lot of action and ran a winning race. Actually, you know, kind of put away Mitch and John E. there and did everything but win. Omachi Kid got up in the last stride there for a $21 upset. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no good on that one. Um, and your horse on Thursday was scratched. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so figured out a nine to two winner. McCaw Lane was, I think he was the third choice in that race at a high five to two as he won the opening night feature. Okay, this week's picks. I'm going to my top pick on Wednesday is going to be in that fifth race, a maiden two year old race. Um, I didn't see actually what you had her at, at morning line, but number four, Sacagawea, trained by Tom Wenzel. This is a George Tadaro homebred. She is by Indian Evening, an Indian Charlie Stallion. Indian Evening, he could run. He was two for three lifetime. He just ran as a two-year-old. He won two races at Woodbine, including a stake. And he was third in a stake at Saratoga behind uh, Union Rags. So three starts, three in the money for Indian Evening. He's already produced a couple of good runners. The damn Red Rachel, seven starts in her career, four wins in two seconds. And she was a uh, she won at Santa Anita. She was stakes placed. She had good speed. So you got a speed sire. You've got a very successful mare who's this is her first foal. Her name is Sacagawea. She's number four in race number five. That'll be my top pick on Wednesday. And just to pick one in the the pick five sequence, which is going to be very popular, I'm going to go to Suddenly Awesome in the ninth race. A Kay Cooper trainee who. Well, she ran against Killarney Lass, a little less talk last year, no talking back. She kept outstanding company. She had some solid sprints early in the season for Kay Cooper, has tactical speed. Uh, I'm going to go suddenly awesome, horse number four in the ninth race, part of that pick five sequence. Yeah, I like her. She showed a lot of talent last year. That race against a little less talk in the Washington Cup kind of stands out. I know that was at a mile, but... Kay Cooper, one with her only starter last yeah. week, very good off the bench. This filly has some talent. And she's running against a few three-year-olds in that race, too. So that's kind of an interesting uh, three- and four-year-olds getting together there. Like, I believe, Windy Point's in there, our champion, track yeah. and state champion last year. Been training nicely for her comeback. Um, I think Howard Belwar has four you only in there. So yep. pretty good race. I'll go to uh, race four. Okay. This is a $15,000 uh, maiden claimer for... Uh, three rolls and up, and number six, I believe it is. I got a boo boo. I don't really have a price here. It's seven to two. Uh, this one is a half to Listo. Uh, I probably remember the that horse here a few years ago with uh, Rosie Simpkins. Mm-hmm. The dam is Little Lift. The sire here is Harbor the Gold. This one shows nothing but bullets on the work tab. When you get the leading rider from last year, Gary Wells, it kind of shows the intent is there that the screws seem to be tight. And I think it's seven to two on the line. Uh, he has a good chance to come out running here in uh, race four. I guess if I was going to look at the pick five, I, I really couldn't come up with anything uh, too eccentric there. I think the first race of the sequence, race six, Coilette for George Rosales, and uh, looks pretty live at uh, nine to five. This is a non-winners of three lifetime for fillies and mares, and she she ran some races in uh, Southern California last year that would, I think, blow these 
out of the water in uh, George Rosales and Marjorie, Marjorie Avery as an owner combination last year, Joe, 10 for 35 at Emerald Downs. So they had outstanding success. And this one, I think if she can deal with Micah the Mistress early, has a chance to take them all the way in uh, race six. The price won't be great, but, uh, you know, I I guess if on my ticket, if I'm looking for a single, she might be a possibility. Others might disagree. Well, in the pick five, you're looking for winners and move on because uh, you you can get a real nice payoff in a pick five wager with three favorites winning. A really nice payoff. And again, it paid very nicely last week at Emerald Downs. Okay, uh, that is a brief look at Wednesday. Let's go on to Thursday at Emerald Downs and a nine-race card beginning at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, My starred pick is going to be Smashing Success in race number four. Fourth race at Emerald Downs, Smashing Success. This is a, a Doris Harwood maiden who uh, ran very willingly as a two-year-old last year. And this is a straight three-year-old race. So she's in against a fellow three-year-old filly. She's by a barrage out of El Tias Knight. She showed a little speed in her third and final start at two last year. Miss Prospector won that race big, but Smashing Success did did run second. She was fourth in a 10-horse field in the Washington Cup Juvenile Phillies. And in her career debut, she passed a whole bunch of horses. So she had a wide trip. She was off slow once. Uh, enough promise there. Some nice works. I'm going to go smashing success. Six to one on the Vince Bruin morning line. Race four on Thursday. Yourself. Okay, I'll go to race six on Thursday. This is another seven to two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to, this is a real good maiden special weight for Phillies and Mares three and up, five and a half furlongs. Blaine Wright has two of them in here. La Principessa is a four-year-old gray that uh, we saw here last year. Competed pretty well. And then uh, number seven, Flyaway, a first-time starter. Joe looked up the the dam on this one. Street Boss, of course, an excellent sire. Mm-hmm. But Fly to the Stars, the dam, uh, has produced several really good runners. Uh, and this one looks... Uh, uh, well-prepared, uh, been training mainly at Golden Gate, but a good blowout from the gate here uh, three days ago. So fly away by Street Boss out of Flight of the Stars. Javier Matias taking the call. Um, in an interesting and tough race, um, the race includes Hugo Girl, who was stakes placed uh, twice here last year. She looks like uh, she could come out firing. Okay, I've got her on top as well. Fly away number seven. It's a field of nine. There's eight three-year-old fillies in there and one four-year-old. So fly away by Street Boss out of Flying the Stars, as Vince said. Flying the Stars, the dam here. Six runners, six winners. And you mentioned some good class winners and high earners as well. So fly away we both like in race six on Thursday. How'd the morning line go for you last week? Well, missed on a few of them. And, uh, but, you know, it was, it, was, it was challenging. And, uh, you know, a lot of layoff runners, and that, which always makes it tough in big fields, which is oh, good. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a bit of a struggle. But Rob Rao, who's done it here for many years, helped me out on a couple of them. Um, so we'll get the knack of it. Overall, it went okay, but I, I really enjoyed doing it. It really gets you in tune with the racing here. Oh, and yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, and it's, again, the, the, the opinion is what you think the public will bet the horses to, not necessarily the person who makes the lines opinion. You got to factor in, you know, trainers and jockeys and all that, that attract money. So uh, it kind of all comes together and uh, it's just kind of a starting point for every race. Vince Brune, morning line price maker. Racing Wednesday at 
2.15 Thursday at 5 p.m. at Emerald Downs for week number two. The fifth floor is open, and it is open Wednesday through Sunday for full card simulcasting and dining. There is a wagering window at the bottom of the escalator. You actually don't even need to come in to make your wagers if you'd like to do it that way. Uh, and that'll be uh, open, of course, on our live racing days. So, uh, hey, that's about it for a horse racing Northwest. Uh, yeah, if you do have an answer to the trivia question, send it into trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. You can win a ball cap. And again, this week's question is, which Emerald Downs stakes winning mare in her career? She won a stake here, and then she became a brood mare. And which one has the highest earner among runners so that's our question vince uh let's get on to the races looking forward to it joe week two days three and four coming up beginning wednesday july 1st at 2 15 wes is about ready to hit the off button so that's it for this week thanks for listening horse racing northwest <laughs>